If you like hot sauce, chances are you know about sriracha. The chili sauce was brought to American consumers by David Tran, a now 73-year-old Vietnamese refugee who founded a food company named after the boat that brought him to the U.S. It became an L.A. staple and quickly spread across the country. Now, nearly 40 years after its start, the company controls about 10% of the $1.55 billion American hot sauce market. And now other hot sauce makers are stepping into the ring, aiming to take the lead in the hot sauce battle and American fridges. I'm chatting with Bloomberg Wealth reporter Sophie Alexander. Sophie, thanks for joining me. Sure. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about the origins of sriracha? How did it get so popular in the U.S.? He didn't even have advertising, right? That's right. Um, sriracha started, it was first uh, created about 80 years ago in Sriracha, Thailand by a local woman who was living there. It's a coastal town about an hour south of Bangkok. And David Tran, who grew up in Vietnam, found out about it when he was growing up because it had spread throughout Asia. And he didn't come over to America until 1979 and started making sriracha, the sauce he had learned from his childhood a few years later um, under Hoi Fong. And that's how it became popular in America. And so he initially lived in L.A. and that's where the popularity started. Can you talk a little bit about his journey there and how it became popular in Los Angeles? Yeah, that's right. He was a refugee and he came over on a boat called the Hui Fong, uh, which is what his company's named after. And um, he started making his sauces just after he settled in Los Angeles to make some money. And he was selling them to local Asian restaurants, Chinese restaurants, Vietnamese, Thai restaurants. And they just became so popular and started spreading throughout the rest of the country. And so how did he go about that? Was he going himself door to door? Did he have a team helping him? What was that process like? No, he said it was just him. He had one blue van that he painted his iconic rooster on, um, and he drove around LA delivering the sauces he was making. And so can you talk a little bit about the branding of that too? How did the rooster come about? Did the blue van kind of become an icon for the brand? What was that like in terms of branding without advertising? Yeah, so um, the everything that uh, is related to David Tran's company seems to come from something from his life. So the, bo the boat, Hui Fong, um, is the reason that the company's named Hui Fong. And then the rooster is because he was born in 1945, which is the year of the rooster, because Tran is actually ethnically Chinese. Um, and um, I think that it just became so popular at these Asian restaurants that um, word spread and people liked the sauce and it became popular everywhere else. And so sriracha definitely has a cult following. Uh, we've seen it on keychains and in fridges all across the U.S., but now other hot sauce companies are looking to step in and become as popular as sriracha is in the U.S. Uh, David Tran's brand, is that even possible, do you think? Um, it's hard to say. Since David Tran brought the sauce over, that's how it became popular here. So when you think about sriracha, you're thinking about Hoi Fong's brand with the, the red or the clear bottle with the red sauce and the green cap and the rooster on it. Um, you're not really thinking of the Kraft Heinz brand. Um, but as David Tran said, that he's not worried about the competition because there's so much demand for sriracha that there's so, so much room in the market still. And so the American hot sauce market is nearly $1.55 billion. What do other companies bring to the table in terms of bringing their products to the market as well? 
most of the U.S. hot sauce market is made up of mild hot sauces because our palates aren't very <laughs> prone or we don't like spicy stuff so much. Um, so it's mostly uh, mild hot sauces, you know, the Tabasco, Frank's Red Hot, things like that. Then there are some smaller brands that are more niche. Um, but yeah, everyone seems to have caught on the train of Sriracha and has their own products now. And so how has this business model remained so successful throughout the years? He's in his 70s now, and it's obviously still huge and booming. So why do you think it's been such a success? It's hard to say. Um, an, uh, an analyst I talked to said she thinks that part of the reason the brand has been so successful is because they don't advertise. In an industry where advertising is so huge, people like that because it seems to bring a sort of authenticity to the table. Um, and sriracha, it's the, really the only uh, sriracha that we know here. So um, people, when people want sriracha, they're probably going to go buy, buy some hoi fong. They're not going to um, go to some other branch brand. out. Yeah. The sriracha factory in Irwindale, California, usually operates up to 16 hours a day and uses 100 million pounds of chilies each year. Is that manufacturing output realistic for other hot sauce companies? Uh, probably for the bigger ones, um, it's hard to say for the the smaller brands that we're seeing. Um, but David Tran has said that the the biggest challenge has been to find um, uh, enough chilies for his sauces. He uses red jalapeno peppers, and he used to have one supplier, but that became unreliable, um, and he has had to branch out and find three new suppliers. And can you talk a little bit about that journey? What was the other supplier before? How long? Did he have a relationship with them for? When that ended, was there a lot of turmoil? What did that look like in terms of the process of manufacturing? Yeah, they're actually in the middle of a lawsuit because um, the Underwood Ranches was providing Hoi Fong with their chilies for 28 years, and then all of a sudden, uh, Tran said they stopped providing them with the chilies and started making their own sriracha sauce. Um, Underwood has a, its own counter complaint, so there's a lot of dispute going on there. And so what do you think is next in terms of all of these companies trying to enter the space in the same way that David Tran did? Is it realistic? We talked a little bit about how there is a manufacturer in Bangkok, and what does that look like? Do you think that we'll be seeing more sriracha companies in the next few years? Yeah, it could be. Um, uh, David Tran certainly seems to think there's enough demand for it, and he doesn't think he's going to be able to produce it all, or he's worried that his supplier could stop providing him with the chilies that he needs. Um, the brand in Bangkok from the company Thai Teparos, um, they said that they would be happy with just 1% of the American market, so really not looking for a huge chunk of it. Um, so we'll see if they're able to accomplish that. They're already here in some stores, um, but they're not widely known here. And can you talk just a little bit to wrap up about David Tran's career trajectory and whether or not he wants to continue working? He's in his 70s. What does that look like for him and passing down the business to his family? Yeah, Tran said that he's had plenty of offers uh, to sell the company, but he won't consider them because he wants to pass the company on down to his kids. He's 73 years old now, so retirement can't be too far off in the distance, but he said he wants to keep working enough so that he can provide his kids with enough time to raise their families um, and then eventually pass it down to them. Awesome, Sophie. Thanks for chatting with me. Thank you. That's the TikTok for today. Thanks for listening, and if you like listening to us, please head over to iTunes and let us know what you think. 
I'm Alexis Benvenisti. You can follow me on Twitter at APBenven, and you can get all of your TikTok updates 24-7 on Twitter.